Hello and welcome to the first installment of the Philippines in Focus Seminar Series. This one is titled Exploring the Filipino Community in Melbourne and Australia. And this seminar series is an initiative of Latrobe Asia in its objective to engage the public in meaningful discussion and to deepen our understanding and knowledge of the Asian region. Um, we would like to introduce first ourselves as your co-host um, for this session. I am Francis Aliano, a higher degree researcher in the Department of Social Inquiry in La Trobe University, Melbourne. And I am Ray Fortas, um, a La Trobe University alumni now working at the university. And one of my roles is serving as a liaison officer and copywriter for the team developing the Philippines Australia Forum at La Trobe. Before we begin this event, we would like to acknowledge the elders of the Wurundjeri people who are the traditional custodians of the land upon which La Trobe University sits. I, I would also like to pay respect to all the people, both past and present, and extend that respect to other Aboriginal Australians who are watching this session. And tonight also marks the official launch of the Philippines Australia Forum at La Trobe University. And this forum is supported by the Deed of Gift provided by the Philippine government and the Philippine Consulate General in Melbourne to advance Philippine studies at La Trobe and increase awareness of Philippine culture to the Australian community. So now let's explore the Filipino community in Melbourne and Australia tonight with our special guests. We are delighted to introduce our panel. The first is May Red Zafra, who is uh, an English and Filipino language teacher. She is a proud member of La Trobe University community as an alumna with a master uh, with a degree in Master of Pesol. May is an active community volunteer, and she has recently been inducted to the. Victorian Multicultural Honor Roll um, 2022. Uh, it is nice to have you in this session, May. Thank you for having me. Good evening, everyone. And our second guest is Rain Cabral-Lecico, and I hope I'm pronouncing your last name correctly, um, who is a Philippine Times columnist and also works as a campaign manager. She completed her Bachelor of International Business at RMIT in Melbourne and finished her degree of International Studies at Miriam College in the Philippines. Rain has spent close to two decades serving the Filipino-Australian community and is a lovely mother to her five-year-old and seven-month-old baby. And Rain is a firm believer in having an attitude of gratitude in any situation of life. So welcome this evening, Rain. Thank you so much for having me, Ray and Francis, and obviously the Latrobe um, student community. So, good evening. We also have with us uh, Melvin Mata, who is a mechanical engineer in um, by profession. He was elected as a Sangguniang Kabataang chairman in Bicol, um, and that started his involvement in youth and sports leadership. He is also a FIBA referee, uh, an Australian open umpire, a media, uh, media broadcast journalist, and one of the directors of Gawad Kalinga Australia, among others. Um, he was also inducted to the Victorian Multicultural Honor Roll in 20, uh, 2022 and recognized by the 
Governor of Victoria for his sports and event volunteerism. Welcome to the program, Melvin. Thank you for having me, guys. Uh, hope you have enjoyed conversation. We will enjoy conversation later on. So thank you for having us. I'm Latrobe University of Australia. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, so we will start by engaging the guests um, in a conversation about their experiences as part of the Filipino community in Australia. And after that, there will be an open forum for the audience to ask their questions and, um, in fact, also even share their experience. Uh-huh. And now to start our conversation with our guests, I would like to pose an opening question to all of our panelists, uh, May, Rain, and Melvin. Um, given your involvement with in the Filipino community and seeing the Filipino community grow, um, what are some of the similarities and differences between Australian and Filipino culture that you've come to experience, um, especially when it comes to um, providing support to the community or nurturing interpersonal relationships? Okay, so um, I thought about this question a lot, to be honest, Um, Mm. and I have... um, decided on discussing three things about this. So I guess the similarities, first one would be diversity, cultural and linguistic diversity, because we all know that Australia is a very multicultural community. And despite the Philippines being a country on its own, we all know that we are also very culturally and linguistically diverse. You know, so um, I can see that, you know, similarity and that celebration of multiculturalism. And I see that as a really, really um, good way to engage mm. in our community. Another thing on the lighter side of things is the food culture. Mm. Um, if you if you are new to Melbourne, you'll be surprised. Oh, my God. Melbourne is a melting pot of all different cuisines and dishes from all around the world. And despite the fact that, again, Philippines is just one country, we know that we have diverse, you know, and we have a very, we are people of um, very strong food culture. Mm. And another thing that I see and I can relate to is the solidarity and unity, especially in times of calamities, in times of um, troubles and uh, hardships. And we've seen that a lot um, in the past, you know, during the bushfire, during pandemic, and until now where, you know, some of our friends and families are experiencing flooded, in, flooding in, you know, different areas of Victoria. So those are some of um, the similarities that I can point out. Um, With respect to differences, I really look into how our Australian uh, community take care of our environment Mm. and our our nature. And I hope that we can replicate this kind of uh, values to our country as well, because we have beautiful natural resources as well that we should look, you know, take care of. Um, Another thing that's probably uh, something that we can replicate is what Australians say, a fair go. You know, um, there's still a big disparity uh, between the rich and the poor in our country. But in Australia, they are very proud to say that, look, you have a fair go. 
No, you work hard. You have that equal opportunity as everyone else. Um, and uh, on the lighter side, again, I guess the love for sports. If you are new to Melbourne, you see like the enthusiasm of people about sports and uh, people go out, they enjoy sports, different kinds of events, you know, as a community. And they br it brings us together as, as a community. Uh, in the Philippines, we love sports too, but only basketball at this stage. <laughs> so hopefully we can also celebrate different kinds of sports uh, back home. So those are the things that, you know, I, I would say similarities and differences. And yes, I can definitely agree. Even my first time coming into Melbourne, I was surprised by the amount of different options in terms of food culture. And I was like, wow, this is this is a Filipino's dream <laughs> being <laughs> having so many options with food. And I like mm -hmm. how you touched upon solidarity, because that is one thing I also noticed how, you know, each both Australians and Filipinos have that kind of um, passion to help mm -hmm. each other um, yeah. and help each other, you know, progress and support, especially if when you're new here in Australia. Mm. Um, so yeah, thank you for those comments, May. Um, Melvin and Rain, do you have anything to add? I think, uh, right, just to, I guess, further expand on uh, May's second topic there regarding um, just helping each other out. We actually did, I guess, a similarity sort of uh, study regarding Bayanihan and, and the Australian concept of mateship, which is sort mm. of helping each other out. It's very, it's very much a a strong point in so far as and one of the key topics actually um, during the celebration of the Filipino and Australian Friendship Day uh, that we had uh, just this year. So uh, to further expand on that, that sort of. Uh, willingness to help one another is what is common um, in so far as um, the cult two cultures are concerned. The differences, I would uh, think, though, is there's just a certain element within the Filipino culture that uh, we're quite, our definition of family is quite broad in the mm. sense of the word. So, you know, the grandparents and um, uncles and aunties, uh, you know, generations on generations are considered what we call still a core family uh, to a certain extent, whereas with the Australians, it's really just your traditional mum, dad or uh, and, and, and child in that family. So I think uh, with, with Kaizen and explaining that to him because I, to the audience, I have a five-year-old, as um, Ray mentioned earlier. So it's really, I guess, broadening that concept and having him to understand both his Filipino as well as his Australian side um, as well. So I think that's been very helpful uh, as part of, I guess, building a strong cultural foundation um, for our, our young ones here and having that sense of identity out there. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. And um, yeah, I agree. Like even just looking at when it comes to um, family reunions on the Filipino side, mm -hmm. you can witness the um, huge numbers that come into these uh, gatherings and everyone just enjoying each other's presence. And you you make a good point, Rain, and that's a very um, important um, way to, you know, teach the younger generation and your children um, in terms of, you know, being immersed in both cultures and learning um, the background of both cultures. Mm. 
So, yes. Um, how about you, Melvin? Um, what have you um, noticed been the differences or similarities between the two cultures? I would just like to add on because I think um, uh, Rain and May already have uh, identified those similarities and differences. But I think on, on sports, especially on sports, um, we're all passionate. We're both passionate uh, on sports, especially on on, on our you know on our sports basketball and on uh, on uh, the the Aussie sides are cricket and uh, the footy, and um, we're we're both passionate. Both coaches are passionate. As we have a, a bad example, lastly last time I think two years ago when uh, when the Aussies visited in the Philippines. But we had a very tight and physical ball game of basketball in uh, in the Philippines, and it went off really a riot. <laughs> and because of it, we we call it passionate because we really don't want to. Our our feelings are connected to the physical game, the physical sport, and mm-hmm. uh, that's the same with this with the Aussies as well. But evidently, in in our other fields, I think the Aussies are not. We are not evolving into Aussies. We are evolving into multicultural community, multicultural community, and I, I think it's not all about just for the Filipinos are adjusting or adapting to to Aussie culture, but we're adapting to the multicultural culture as well. And the good thing with that is the Aussies are also um, adapting into multicultural uh, level as well as you have as you have seen. We have uh, various. Um, have so many have so many cultures here in Australia that um, that should be should have been dividing us, <laughs> but in the in the good thought because of the government's, I think it's it, it's because of the government leadership that binding us all together. Whether it's on a labor or a liberal, I think they have the same. Um, programs and um, what's all of this um, principle on multicultural um, commitment? Because if if the government isn't isn't um, committed to to be to become a multicultural society, then God help us. I think we're we're all going to to have riots in a, especially with with religion. You know, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it. It start. It starts with with the political conviction of the government as well, that we don't really need um, separation, but we need unity. Hmm. And I think the Filipinos are, need to to adapt more on the Australian um, attitude and behavior, especially on minding your own business. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> we call it marites in the, in the Filipino side, but. That's one thing that we need to to really get rid of, and the second thing is I think just have a fair go. According to me, even even in the Philippines, you cannot you cannot see a a sixty year old still, mm. you know what I mean, working in the in in Macas or or in an industrial um, company because of discrimination and you know. As, as if, if, Filipi- if Filipinos are watching this here in Australia, our uh, our resumes, our uh, our CVs are not uh, are not co- that complete like the the ones that we have in the Philippines. Yeah, we don't need to um, to really specify our age, our gender, our culture, and our face. 
in our ages. So it's really, it's really we have we have an equal opportunity system here in Australia. I think that's uh, the only thing that I can add on at the moment. Thank you for that um, insight, uh, Melvin. And uh, if I may, I can um, I, I'll ask a follow-up question because I I'm really awed at how uh, jack of all trades person um, you are, and it seems that you really take seriously your interests. Um, and so, how, how does Melbourne or Australia help in keeping alive? You know that that kind of attitude um, of just going for 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 those packs. Yes, um, Melvin, yeah. Yeah, um, I thought it's for me. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think it's uh, being a multi uh, multitask person, I think it depends on on who and how the person has been um, has been trained or has been um, into adversities because the more the more that the person is exposed to adversity is the more stronger that you are. You know what I mean? You cannot, you cannot baby a person. And then when it comes to, uh, to sufferings, you could just go into baby him at all. You cannot get any, you, have, you can't get any, you can't get any result from there. I think it depends on the person and the personality. And as, as I've said, we are all migrants here. We have unique, we have unique cases coming here. Each and every family, each and every person has a unique story to tell. You know what I mean? We, 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 don't, we don't have... May's story is different from Rain and, uh, and, and from anyone, any other else. There's some, there's some Filipinos that are well off that can, you know, come to Melbourne, come to Australia, whatever, you know, or however they wanted it. But there are Filipinos as well, majority of us. 90%, 95% are poor people that you know, save money from the Philippines, so, sold the property, sold their carabao, sold, sold their their um, their crops, their poultries, just for the kids to come down to Australia to to just you know start up as a student. But we know that it's not it's not the it's not the main purpose of being a student. It's migrating. So I think it depends on what case and how determined is a person and why and also how they wanted to, to come here. It depends on their determination. And it depends on their weapons as well. They're, we are at war here. You're coming here prepared. You need to, you need to be prepared mentally, psychologically, physically, and most of all, religiously, because if not, you're just going to just going to uh, to fail. I think you need to prepare, um, adapt, um, adapt, early, adapt in an early uh, in an early stage, and also get along and enjoy life. So I think that's that's one one thing that I can. Um, that's one approach that I can. Um, Give it, give, give to to the Filipino migrants at the moment. And thank you, yes, thank you for sharing that, Melvin. And I, it is true that you know everyone coming to uh, Melbourne from the Philippines have their own unique stories, and you know um, go through different challenges and hoops just to um, you know start kind of from ground zero um, in a new country. Um, 
I, if Rain's still there, I wanted to ask, uh, pose a question to you,、um, given that you've、uh, been, you know, sharing a lot of stories from the Filipino community, Filipino Australian community here in Melbourne. So I wanted to ask you, you know, having spent, experienced Melbourne for nearly two decades and first arriving as an exchange student in 2005 and then later completing your bachelor's、uh, of international business degree in 2009,、um, how has your interaction with the Filipino Australian community helped inspire the stories you choose to share、um, through your writing in the Philippine Times? Right. So, I think just to touch on Marvin's earlier point, the fact that we're all migrants here、um, says that we have our own unique stories to tell. So, I've always, so the column,、um, and thank you, that was quite an in depth、uh, research, right? Thank you. <laughs> my background. So, I, I've always, and, and to Marvin's earlier point, there has been a lot of personal struggles that I've、um, experienced in my life. I, My dad actually passed away 20 days after I arrived in Melbourne as a student. And、mm. I'm the eldest of seven kids. So there has been a lot that I had to sort of overcome、um, to ensure that、uh, obviously my family, so my siblings,、um, have a bright future、uh, as well. But I, I believe in always paying it forward and having a positive attitude. So now that you know, 17 years on,、um, my, I've got my siblings here and I've got a family of my own. I, I always now、uh, put it in my mind any sort of writing that I do, I always say, How can this inspire the younger generation? Or how can this be something that you know, potentially my son would read down the track and say, You know what? Everyone has their own story to tell. And it's that inspiration behind that that can give people a bit more hope,、um, regardless of what challenges they face. And in my time with the Filipino community, and it's a very vibrant community, we meet、uh, different people from all walks of life.、Mm. And primarily, I don't know if、um, the audience is aware. There has been such a big push of the Filipino food movement in Melbourne.、Um, the pandemic itself has really distilled everyone's aspirations and dreams of where they want to end up or how they want to you know, direct their own lives. So, in a sense, and obviously it was quite a trying and challenging time for us all with the multiple lockdowns. However, It's also served as, as a bit of a refining period for all of us. And when we do choose, and you know, people actually put their hand up and say, you know, I'm, I'm willing to share my story.、Uh, and, and it is because of that that now people have come to a realization that life's too short not to, to worry about. Failure. Failure is part of, of learning. And that's the one thing I also want to add. There is such a strong, positive, and resilient core to the Filipino people. It is not, it is not, a, it is not looking back and sort of whitewashing things or seeing things through rose colored windows. No, we are a people who have gone through a lot and have. Just in, if you were to look at it、uh, from, I guess, a, a medical perspective, we have people with a very high pain threshold 
in the sense that if we have a vision of where we want our life to be, and that is common through all the people that I've interviewed so far, and even within the Filipino community, if we have a vision and a strong sense of self and faith of what we want to achieve, it doesn't matter what things are thrown at you or it doesn't matter if people say no to you, to your face, or people tell you it's not going to happen. There is such a strong sense of self within the Filipino culture, within the Filipino soul, that you get to say, that's all right, I can find another way. I will pick myself up and I will start again. I will pick myself up and it doesn't matter if you say no to me, I will find that one person who will say yes. I will find a way to make it happen. And that's what's really inspiring me as well, to continue to share those stories. Because you know what? You only will lose if you think you're going to lose. Everything else in that Filipino mindset is like, I'm going to get this done. It's all about putting, you know, picking myself up and making sure what do I need to do to make this happen? All right. Yes, I'm tired. Yes, I I, I haven't, you know, I, I'm working 12 hours, but you know what? I have a dream and I will hold on to that dream and I will do everything in my power to make that work for me. And that's what's really inspiring with, you know, all the, all the you know, micro business owners that Melvin features, that may feature it's that sense of I, they work, you know, their nine to five jobs and then they, you know, get those small orders in. And then from like five to midnight, they work on those orders, be it like small businesses that cater to Filipino foods, um, be it, uh, you know, making masks throughout the pandemic, uh, opening up the small restaurants, sweets, desserts, you name it. So we are now as part of the Melbourne food culture, there's also sort of that, underground not so underground um filipino australian culture fusion the the number one and this is for the audience the restaurant of the year awarded by time at magazine is sarai he's a filipino chef we featured him uh two months ago with the philippine times and that sort of that strong thread that i could see entrepreneurs corporates volunteers everyone that is that is you know you have to have that grit and determination to, to reach uh, for your dreams. And so that's, that's, that's what's exciting for me as well as a writer to, to feature those stories, to share those stories and, and in the hope that utilising this, this commonalities to make our culture a bit more prevalent and also link up with other cultures and say, you know what, Let's make this happen. Let's collaborate. Let's communicate. Let's be part of this huge melting pot that is that is Melbourne, Victoria. And it's a it's a very great thing to see for sure. Yeah. Um. Thank you for that. Um. Very um. Reassuring message. Um. Rain. And so I, I want to continue with a um specific endeavor. Um. And I, I um I, I um give this question to me and probably can talk more about um Tagalog learning, um specifically how your passion for teaching Filipino or Tagalog to Filipino Australians, how did it begin? And um and probably to um talk about what hurdles briefly, um your hurdles that you had to um face in, yeah. in setting up 
the the center well i guess as academics you know we're always taught to think of what's the gap <laughs> uh, what uh, what's missing what things can i do for the community how can i make an impact and so um, as I've mentioned, um, I was a student of La Trobe University. I was doing my master's degree in TESOL, and I have an assessment in social linguistic landscape. And during that time, I studied the so social linguistic landscape of the Filipino in the community where I belong, which is Brimbank. And so based on my research, we are number seven most populous uh, emerging migrant community in the city. And I was... I was uh, shocked to find out that why isn't there a lot of Filipino in our social linguistic landscape? And so I dig deeper and I realized I went to all the libraries. I only found, you know, 35 books, maximum of 200 different kinds of resources in Filipino, while other cultures have 2,000s, 3,000s. And so what's the problem? What went wrong? And I realize people are saying, oh, you know, you guys speak English very well. You don't need to have materials on your own language. And I was like, but that doesn't mean we have to forget our language. That is our identity. That is who we are. There is something wrong here. And so I also try to understand, do we have any lote um, opportunities for the kids and to uh, Lote, for those who are not in linguistic, is language other than English um, that is given to uh, some elementary and high school in our um, Victorian school system. And so I found out, yes, there are Lote, but only for uh, specific locations where there's a big number of Filipino students. So there's something missing here, you know. And so I did community consultation. I said, why are you not allowing your kids to learn Filipino? And I realized that a lot of our Filipino um, family don't know how important it is to actually be bilingual or they don't have the time to do it. We are so busy, mom and dad working together. We need to pay all the bills, mortgages, everything. It's too expensive to look for a tutor. It's so difficult to look for, for you know, a Filipino teacher. So there's a lot, you know, complexities, problems, issues. And then I said, okay, so what if I give you free classes? Will you enjoy? Will you enroll your kids? Of course, Filipino moms being it libre, definitely we will. <laughs> so I said, okay, what if I go? I go, you know, I want to start teaching Filipino. And so Francis talk about the hurdle. There's a lot. Okay. <laughs> First of all, I need to talk to myself in front of the mirror and say, hey, May, this is a commitment. You need to really decide if you're committed to do this because it's it's not something you can just abandon, you know. So first of all, I made sure that, okay, I'm committed to do this, but then I can't do it alone. I need to look for people who's going to willing to volunteer, help me do this. I don't have a venue. I don't have funding. You know what I mean? So all these things, but as Rain said earlier, you'll find wise, okay? So I wrote the council. I wrote the library. Look, this is my project. I need your help. Will you be able to give us some space in the library? You know? And then 
slowly I did my pilot program. And the pilot program, I had 10 students. After that pilot program, Greenbank Library gave me the opportunity to use the library for my pilot project. And so after the pilot program, I said to the parents, look, this is it. Did you want us to continue or, you know, not? Um, but I need your help to pay for a community hub because I don't have funding. So they're more than happy to give, you know, cold coin donation and things like that. And then eventually we talk to small businesses, to our partners. This is what we want to do. Can you help us? And then so eventually we're able to get donations, you know, that sustain our projects. And then eventually I said, okay, I want to do adult classes. Um, and if you want to enroll, you need to pay this little amount of money so we can sustain the project for the kids. And that's why we become sustainable. So that to make that long story short, that's how we did it. Two years on, we have already taught more than 200 kids um, and 63 adult learners. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's basically the story of Tagalog learning. Yeah. Um, thank you for that um, um, story. Um, that, that, that's um, very inspiring. Uh, I, I, if, if I may, uh, I, I would also want to um, um, have information about um, the organizations that's um, part of this um Session. Yes. One is Good Vibes Philippines. Uh, probably Melvin can say something about um, your your program. And then later, also, I, I'm very pleased to know about um, um, Philippine trip. Philippine. Sorry, that's Philippine uh, tribute. Philippine Times. Philippine, Philippine Times. Times. Yeah. yeah. So probably sorry. <laughs> Probably Rain can also say uh, a bit about about that. Well, um, Good Vibes Filipinas is uh, founded by myself, May Red Safra, and uh, Bibo um, Santos. Uh, Bibo is also a, um, a nurse, a, um, a teacher as well. He, they have a family business called um, Learners Hub, which is a finalist for. Uh, the the best business in Melton uh, this year. So um, it started when uh, I was in uh, 97.4 um, radio stereo in uh, in Braybrook. No, no, it's in uh, Brooklyn, and uh, it happened that um, the, the station is is going to be closing. So um, upon knowing that, and I was. Um, I was relocating after a year here in Melton. We inquired in Melton 97.9 FM, which is uh, five minutes from here at home. And then we just inquired. We and myself went there to uh, to inquire for a slot. And we didn't know that we were going to sign in the contract for for the Filipino uh, college community program. We were so excited. We, we didn't even know what kind of uh, program that we were into. But... Uh, being myself and Bebo with the same um, commitment and devotion, you know, positive people, you know, positive people really attracts, you know, you know what I mean? Um, it's so, it's so amusing how, how the universe was made into place that people, you know, the same 
commitment and the same, you know, mindset work together. And then um, when Bibo and myself was about to sign, I think I, I, I asked Bibo, Bibo, uh, we need another one. He said, I thought that as well, Kuya. I think Mered Safra is going to is going to join us as well. We need to ask her because May was one of our guests before. She was she was just just founded the Tagalog Learning Melbourne in that time, and uh, she was our guest in, on on the previous um, station. And then when when we called May, she just yes, join ako Jan. We're, we're we're into that. And uh, suddenly, after after two 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 weeks of uh, I think three weeks of programming and the radio, I think we've got we've got so many views already and so many listeners, Filipino listeners, not just in, in the Melton but also in the whole Victoria, but not in Victoria, but also um, since we have the social media, putting it in uh, Facebook, in YouTube, and um, in uh, Instagram and um, Twitter as well. So we had uh, we had uh, an instant one thousand viewers for for two months. So um, and that was on the time that the pandemic was just starting. So after two months of programming, we were held by the by the pandemic. So we we continued um, pro, um, recording. So the, the the company the the radio company ninety seven point nine FM. Um, agreed for us to pre-record and then put it through the link so that the uh, the technician will play it on our time slot. So we had we had research. We have researched so many so many um, technologies, just like uh, this OBS and Zoom, and then we have well, so many. We just don't want to disclose <laughs> because that, that was paid by our sponsors. So luckily. So many, so many local businesses supported us. We had, with the first, we have seven sponsors on our first year. In our second year during this, the pandemic, we have thirteen or fourteen sponsors already, and that sustained our um, subscriptions and Zoom and, and some other technologies as well. And we are all working. We have we are family people. May has a, has his own job. Bibo has his own job. Myself has a. Has a has my own have my own job as well, and this this we're just doing this for a hobby for the community, and it started from doing um, info sessions about COVID awareness on 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 um, on family violence. We even we even invited police officer to come into our to our info sessions so that the so that the Filipinos because the Filipinos especially us. We're afraid of police of, of the police. When we saw there's a police car, okay, well, we need to disengage. But we have we we didn't know that the police officers are so approachable and so accommodating to to the community as well. That's why we invited them. What are the what uh, why why do we need? What are the chances that we get into trouble if we have uh, you know we are, we've been. Um, Found positive with COVID, you know what I mean? Because it's, it was a scare. The two two months, two two years of COVID is uh, is it changed the whole world, you know what I mean? Before we, when we um, when we just need to uh, to um, to yawn or to to do some a chew, people will say, 
bless you. But before, but on that on that stage, everyone will, you know, will <laughs> will <laughs> will kick you out of the room <laughs> if you <laughs> because of COVID. So um, it changes the world, it changes our our um, environment as well, and it changes how the Filipino community um, approach the, the social media. Until we have collaborated with with so many Filipino organizations, with Gawad Galinga, with with um, Kafovi, with Puso, with Five B Humanitarian, with Domayan, we had too many co collaborating associations that we even sent ourselves into trouble by, <laughs> you know giving giving support and even um driving to to our to the patients mm -hmm. you know some foods and uh, some foods and uh, medicines and because of that as well because of, of the effort of Gawad Kalinga and the support of the Victorian mm -hmm. Victorian government government um the, the Gawad Kalinga was awarded with um with so many grants that supported the, the international students and the migrant community as well, even the visitors. Yeah. So at that time, for the span of two and a half years, the Gawad Kalingin and the Good Vibes Filipinas helped all of those patients with um, with gift cards, holes cards, so that they can just on order online. And even by the support of, uh, of uh, Merchants Manila, um, Merchant Manila even delivers, yes. delivered all of the all of the Filipino uh, foods and Asian foods to our patients. So, because of that, um, we were. I think that that's the the reason why we got the award from from the from the Victorian Multicultural Commission um, last year because of that. And also be, before that, Mayora, we had our we had our um, be, before the COVID start. Uh, before the COVID came, I think we had this uh, um, bushfire. Yes, we had this right. bushfire um, appeal. We, yeah. So we went with Gawad Galing and other associations. Um, we went to, to the bushfire victims, Filipino, Filipino, uh, Filipino community as well. So we went there together with our uh, newly... Um, a newly uh newly arrived arrived uh, <laughs> deputy consul general anthony mandap yes. mm -hmm. so we went there to really um involve get involved and uh, share all of the um blessings that we have to the unfortunate victims there so i think yeah. that started um good vibes filipinas yeah. um even though it's it's on it's a more uh, um Tragic times. Mm -hmm. Good vibes, Filipinas. Gawad Galing and Tagalog Learning Melbourne as well. Yeah, were there to support the Filipino and not just not just a, a Filipino community, but the multicultural community as well. Yes, so, I would well. like also to add, Melvin. Um, during the COVID times, um, Tagalog Learning, Gawad Kalinga, and Good Vibes Filipinas, we were working tirelessly to translate um, those important messages from the Victorian government into Filipinos so that um, our 
Filipino community, especially the elderly, can have a clear understanding of, you know, all these patalastas, you know, um, that the government is distributing to us. We also, with in partnership with, um, through um, the help of Victorian government and in partnership with MyCare Filipinos, us as volunteers, we also work as bicultural worker in the in in different hospitals different uh, vaccination hub mm. to have to translate and explain to our elderly especially our elderly um, um if they have questions we translate their questions to the doctors and nurses and medical professionals so that they can have you know this um campante feeling you know they they feel secure that all their questions are being heard all their questions are being addressed so we were so busy we were so busy during the pandemic um there were times when a lot of our international students lost um their housing they weren't able to afford it good vibes filipinas were calling in our titos and titas in melbourne titos titas do you have spare room you'll be able to you know, can you can you accommodate some of our international students? We were so busy. We also got training from my care for peer-to-peer mental health. And we're um, still doing and, that until today. We're, yes, we're still doing that. Uh-huh. So through good until vibes, this time. Through good vibes, Filipinas, everyone can call us. Look, um, you know, I will be there to talk to you as a peer-to-peer counselor. We've got training, we've got we we move that we put them to other volunteers. Um, there are some people, victims of family violence, you know, mm. uh, we try to help them. We give them support. We translate um, their statements for the police um, and those kinds of things in partnership with Consolado of Melbourne. And of course, we give them proper um, recommendations or uh, proper help on where to ask for help, where to get support. Because the first thing is actually there's a lot of situations wherein our Filipino um, kababayans would have these different kinds of questions. And they're so scared to reach out to available services because of the language barrier. So we do a lot of that. Uh, we do help a lot. So, And if there are people still suffering or needing help, we are here for you. We always say that. We always publish the phone numbers, our phone numbers, so you can reach out to us and then we can direct you to the proper services that you need. Yeah. And to add on, until now, there's some, we still have the peer-to-peer counseling with um together with the uh, Gawad Galinga we have uh, I still have three patients at the moment with mental health issues mm. and um, domestic violence I think I have two Filipinas international students at the moment they're suffering they are single moms that have been abused by their partners at the moment and uh, they mm. need counseling and um, um they need they need a really big support of the Filipino community and uh, the consulado to um, to go out because they're afraid. I think the the, the, um, uh, the partners are threatening them to to kick out of the country or to deport. Mm. But the the babies are going to be on the, the farther sides. But uh, until now, we have we have cases like that, and we're proud to do it. You know, it's it's just our hobby. 
<laughs> it's not our it's not our daily job, but uh, we are happy to do this as, as a hobby, as one of our hobbies actually. So, if uh, I think this is one of the most effective way of serving the Philippine Australian the multicultural community, we're we're not even um, giving them money, millions, but we assure them that we are here to listen to them. Hmm. to devote our time to help them until they uh, surpass this uh, this this kinds of challenges in their lives so that's that's how uh, good vibes filipinas are operating at the moment yes um thank you you know i honestly um all the work that you've done melvin and may and the whole team at good vibes filipinas and gawad kalinga um, is so incredible in terms of providing uh, Filipino uh, migrants here in Australia as a safe space to approach and not only just to pr uh, provide support, but also, you know, help relay that information and translate mm. that information, um, especially during the COVID times. And, you know, I really, um, I was also very encouraged to hear that, you know, you guys provided support during the 2019-2020 bushfires. Um, so you're not only supporting the Filipino community, but encouraging um, those that, who can help from the Filipino community to also help um, the Australian community as well. So that's also really Ray. Also stuff. Ray, um, I would like to give credit as well to the the Pinoys in Melbourne. Yeah. Mm. Um, local Pinoys in Melbourne, the PM West, which is um, the main. I think special Edward Diaz is watching as well. One of the admins of but without them, we cannot relay our communications. We cannot even relay our our info sessions because of of social media and uh, because of uh, COVID as well. So we really um, appreciate the 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 trust of uh, the Philipp the Pinoys in Melbourne Facebook page. So kudos to uh, the Pinoys in Melbourne admins. Yes, thank you for shouting out Pinoy's in Melbourne because that was also my first exposure to the Filipino-Australian community here in Australia is Pinoy's in Melbourne Facebook group. And let's not forget also the amazing work that the Philippine Times um, have been doing in terms of you know providing a voice. In fact, Premier Daniel Andrews um, stated that the Philippine Times is a trusted uh, voice of the Filipino community in uh, Melbourne. And Rain actually had an opportunity to... Um, interview and talk with the premiere. Um, and before I continue on, I just wanted to say that as we continue on, um, we are now moving on to the live audience Q&A session. So for those of you who are watching and want to join in the conversation, please feel free to use the Q&A function on the Zoom um, and direct your questions to uh, one of our panelists and uh, we are more than happy to answer them. Um, and so yeah, I just wanted to state that. But yes, um, overall, um, there's been so much effort, and as Rain mentioned earlier, you know the the resilience of the Filipino Australian community going beyond you know multiple roles of not you know your jobs being a, a mom or husband to your family, and then you know having that passion and motivation to um, contribute and help the community is something that I really um, found not just through the interactions but also through the stories that I've read on the Philippine Times. Um, 
So, Rain, if you want to add um, on to that as well, feel free to do so. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. I think uh, that, that spirit of collaboration and Bayanihan is definitely present in Victoria with the different and various communities. So um, Philippine Times has actually been around since 1990. So it is the longest serving Australian um, newspaper. So it's been around for 32 years now, uh, 30, 30, 32 years next month. But what we actually also do is obviously collaborate um, similar to uh what Melvin had done in inviting uh, the Philippine consulate, the deputy consul um, actually has a column in the Philippine Times as well. And we have a presence across all the states. So what we do cover, it is a community paper. So we do cover all the various community events. And there's been a big release for us to ensure that uh, stories are heard uh, for everyone and the support is there. Uh, there. There are ways and means or in all the government um, a sort of updates we also presented and uh, just making sure that it's really about all working together um, to have that uh, solid voice. So, yes, it was, it was an honour to interview the Premier um, and obviously he thanked everyone and the various Filipino organisations who just continue to do um, the, the good thing, all right? So uh, that's really much um, all I can add to that, that the work still continues, the work is being done by volunteers and it's really about uh, that passion to serve and the passion to make a difference that's common in all the panellists and all the community organisations that you see here in Melbourne. Uh, mm. continue on uh, it's not about the politics however it's about what can we do together to ensure that we continue to be a success and we continue to be that positive light in people's lives so I think that's it indeed and you know uh, I think that's fairly evident in um, all the stories that I've read on the Philippine Times and just you know focusing on that as you mentioned before like that hope um despite, you know, challenging times, each one, um, you know, continues to look forward and continues to um, persevere um, and, you know, focus on supporting the community and building the community as well. And I, actually, I want to, you know, and during the, co uh, the pandemic period, um, I was very thankful for the Philippine Council, Philippine Students Council in Victoria, as they were giving like, you know, care packages. And I was one of those students to receive those support packages. So I'm very thankful. And I, you know, I, I felt the, the support of the community then. Um, and Francis, before you go, um, would you like to uh, share your final thoughts on kind of um, what you've taken in um, learning about the Filipino-Australian community. Yeah, um, thank you very much for that, um, Ray. Um, um, for those who don't know, uh, I've been to Melbourne only for a month, and now I'm staying in La Trobe University. Um, one thing that um, was pleasantly surprising for me about Melbourne is how multicultural it is. And so um, it really makes me... Um, think about how the Filipino community fits into this kind of landscape, you know. And uh, I'm very happy to meet um, persons like, well, of course, um, students here in the Trobe and, and now um, um, the movers yeah, of, of the Filipino community here in Melbourne. So thank you for this. Thank you so much, Francis. 
And thank you, you know, for everyone, uh, Melvin, Rain, and May, for all the work that you continue to do for the community. And um, lo looking like we only have a few minutes left, um, is there, you know, what's your kind of, say, founding sentence that you would share to our audience um, to kind of describe and encourage people to um, join or be involved in the Filipino community? I probably would like to start that. <laughs> um, um, there's a lot more work to be done, as Rain have said earlier. Um, and right now, Melvin and I, uh, Good Vibes Filipinas and Tagalog Learning Incorporated are cooking something, especially for the youth, um, because we want the youth to be more involved. Uh, we want to bridge that gap, international gap, uh, intergenerational gap uh, among our youth and our elders um, because that is very, very important um, as well as the continuation not only of language but also culture and tradition. Um, and we want to have more collaboration with the youth. So I am inviting all of you um, to join us. Uh, we are so happy to hear what you guys are thinking, how we could help the youth, not only the Filipino-Australian youth, but you know, the multicultural youth in Victoria um, to work together into a common goal and you know, having more engagement with our um young leaders have more young leaders um mm. that's that's really one of the projects that i am looking at in the next couple of years thank you so much may and we only have one minute left so quick parting messages from melvin and rain <laughs> melvin are you going first or Okay, I'll go first. I think for us, there's always a spirit of making a difference that's common, uh, that's a common thread. So if you feel the urge or the need to help out, just do so. I've always believed in uh, paying it forward, whatever you have in life. Um, it's always less for self, more for others. And uh, that's the, the wonderful thing about being a Filipino Australian in Victoria. There's a lot of um, ways that you can help. So just reach out, as May and Melvin said, Philippine Times is always always also looking for volunteers. So we are a community of volunteers, uh, really. Yes, my last thoughts go just for all the migrants there, the youth. Um, evil crimes when good men do nothing. So um, always be part of the solution. That's one thing. And um, enjoy life. Um, get get away from toxicity number one is to preserve yourself as well mm. and if you want to serve the community involve your families mm. it's good to involve your kids your your loved ones your missus your your husband your spouses to the community in such if you involve them that means you you are also involving some some families into the to the group that's why the gap is so high it's so long within inter intergenerational because in the first point those elders did not involve their families in it mm. now as friends with uh, with uh, Philippine Times as well goodbye Filipinas are friends with Philippine Times we have the Jason Cordy as the editor in chief our very good friend of goodbye Filipinas so together okay don't be scared Failure is just there. 
you know, mm-hmm. but persevere always. You need to stand up the quicker than you fall. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that's the last word for me, Ray Island and May Rain. Thank you very much, Diana, for inviting us here. Thank you, Melvin. And I think that that is um, one of the core aspects that I've come to understand about the Filipino Australian community here in Melbourne is that uh, perseverance um, to continue on and um, despite any situation and work together and bring each other up. Um, and so before we go, uh, where can our audience find in, uh, each one of you? Okay, so we have a Facebook page. So just look for Tagalog Learning Inc. So please join our group. We post there the links for our Saturday classes. For kids, we have classes for young kids and teens. And they are free. So please join us if you want to learn Filipino. Looking forward to see you in class. So for us, um, as uh, Melvin mentioned, so my editor-in-chief is Jason Cordy and our publisher is Alice Nicholas, uh, together with George Gregorio, who's the, one of the founding members of Philippine Times. So you can always find us in Facebook and Instagram. So Facebook, we're the Philippine Times Australia. So just like uh, or follow, uh, we are always um, pretty much uh, really uh quite um, present in social media. And we have a monthly uh, paper that's out already. So catch that in your local Filipino store across the country. So, yeah, that's it. Yes, you can find us on our Facebook, YouTube, our, uh, Instagram, and also in TikTok, even in Twitter and uh, um, Twitch as well. So just... Uh, look for Good Vibes Filipinas. And also, you can visit our website, www.goodvibesfilipinas.com. And you can always um, look for us on Pinas in Melbourne. If you have some questions, we'll pop out and uh, support you at once. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much, everyone. And thank you, May, Melvin, and Rain for coming in this evening and speaking with us in this panel. And especially, I give my thanks to you, um, the audience who... Um, I uh, heard our conversation and took part in our conversation as well. Um, I also wanted to let you know that the webinar has been recorded. And if you've registered for this event, you will receive uh, by email the appropriate links when they're ready. And also uh, on our end, please follow us on Twitter at Path Latrobe for the Philippines Australia Forum and Latrobe Asia or join our mailing list to find more details about our online activities events and activities. And before we go, I'd also like to share that we have our next Philippines in Focus session taking place um, on Thursday, uh, 27th of October at 2 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. So if you would like to join us then, um, I believe our links will be sent out um, for that Zoom session. And it is a free event and you will get to hear about the Indian diaspora in the Philippines presented by Gilbert Jacob Q. So once again, thank you so much, everyone, and wishing you all a wonderful evening. <laughs>